Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. We all know that running a small business is no small feat. It takes unwavering dedication, countless late nights, and the ability to weather the storms that come your way. But what makes the journey even more remarkable is when you have a support system that stands by your side through it all. I told you in episode 100, when we were celebrating how far we've come and where we're going with this podcast, that I would be sharing more stories with you, stories of clients and my stories too. And today we are diving into the world of entrepreneurship, family, and the inspiring individuals who have not only chased their dreams, but have done so while also being an integral part of my life. Today, I want to share with you some of the cool things about my grandfather, my sister, and my multi-platinum Emmy award-winning dad. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. So I'm going to introduce you to three extraordinary people. They are small business owners, and these individuals are not just related to me by blood, but they inspire me every day. I mean, really actually my whole life with their tenacity, their creativity, and their true entrepreneurial spirit. 
I hope that you'll find their stories entertaining and also learn some lessons from what they've done and kind of how we've helped each other and how having a strong support system, whether it's one person or a whole family can actually help you in your journey to success as well. When I reached out to each of them to tell them I was going to feature them in a podcast episode, they were absolutely surprised because they don't work in the pet industry, but they were completely delighted and excited to share some of their favorite business tips with you. And also I can't actually wait for them to listen to this episode so that they can hear what I have to say about them. But before we dive into their stories, don't forget to hit the subscribe button here on the podcast. This way you will be able to stay up to date on all upcoming episodes. The first person that I want to talk about is my grandpa, Bob. I'm so fortunate to be very close with my grandfather. He's now in his mid eighties. We had a very kind of young family line. Everyone had children pretty young. So I actually knew my great grandparents. I knew four great grandparents until I was maybe 10 and then some started to pass away. And then the last great grandparent I had actually passed away when I was in my early twenties. So I've had a very fortunate life to know not only my grandparents, but great grandparents and grandpa Bob is still with us. And he is still a big part of his company, Chillicothe metal company. And he recently celebrated his 60th anniversary of CMCO he founded this company back in 1963. And since then, they have actually become the world's leading manufacturer of environmental enclosures, packaged generator sets, trailers, fuel tank bases, all kinds of other things that that work with power generation. And it's really wild because their enclosures are all over the world. He's even shared that they have over 40,000 of their products, these power generation products placed all over the world. Some even at the Statue of Liberty, the Federal Reserve Bank, and NASA. I've got a pretty impressive grandpa there. Grandpa Bob Fennell, high five. (laughs) He is such a friendly guy too, full of joy, and he is the oldest of 12 kids. I think that's really where one of his entrepreneurial stories starts is that his father had started a company, JT Fennel Corporation. And my grandfather knew that instead of working for his father, he decided in his early twenties that he wanted to start his own company because he had an idea that for these generator sets, these casing sets that would go over the generators that, you know, Caterpillar was creating. And he thought, well, if those generators are going into harsh environments, like in the desert or where they would be, you know, pounded on by the weather and damaged by the weather, they need to be protected. So he was able to negotiate and sell this concept to someone at Caterpillar. And that was going to be one of his first projects and clients. And so I remember him telling the story that his, his dad did lend him a little bit of money to get started and he purchased what he needed. And then Caterpillar brought over the gen set so that they could cover it. And then he realized that he did not have the, the equipment to take that piece off of the flatbed so that they could build around it. So instead, what they had to do is leave it on the flatbed when it was delivered to them and then build around it. 
And what I love about that story was just like, it was a reminder to me and I hopefully to you too, that even if we can do all the planning, we have this great idea, we get the funding that we think we need. Once we get started, we just never know what could happen, right? We never kind of know what's going to come our way. And so we have to pivot. We have to make it work. (laughs) And that's what my grandpa did way back then in 1963. Now fast forward and they have employed thousands of people. It's a multi-million dollar company. It's highly successful. And it was so wonderful to go to the recent employee celebration and honor him of the 60 years of achievement and to celebrate my aunt and uncle who are now running the company, as well as to, to see the current team that's there with their families. It was a great day. It was a great day bouncy house and food and face painters and balloon artists and raffles food. It was, it was great. But what's interesting when I think about my relationship as well with my grandfather is he's probably one of the most important people in my life, as well as my late grandma Jan in really encouraging me to eventually have my own company. They've been self-employed their whole life. And it was kind of one of those situations where they told me that you will be a boss someday, Candace. You just have to figure out what it is you're going to do. Like what company do you want to build and run? And I don't, probably many people don't have that kind of support and encouragement in their life, but I had that from the very beginning. And so once I had gone to college actually and and gotten a job in corporate America, I realized that that was not for me. I did not want to sit in a cubicle. So I ended up deciding that I wanted to work in the pet industry and that I was going to open up my own pet boutique. And at this point, I remember going home from Chicago to visit, I think it might've been around Thanksgiving. And I was sharing this idea that I wanted to open a dog bakery, pet food place in Chicago. And everyone in my family thought I was crazy, but my grandpa Bob and my grandma Jan were like, no, no, no. I I could see this because they had been going up to Chicago a lot. And they're like, I really could see this. I could see how, you know, pets are treated like family now more. And they had 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 pets their whole life. And they had boxers at the time that they definitely treated like family. And they were actually like, you know, I I could see this. And plus, you know, we believe in you. and, And I think that this could work in an urban environment like Chicago. I actually remember my grandma, Jan, when I said to, originally the name of my pet business, I wanted it to be called Pup Town. And I wanted it to have a Cracker Barrel theme. <laughs> like it was going to be all like early Americana kind of stuff. And I don't know, like the the wooden barrels with treats. And I don't know, I could just see sausages strung across and hanging. And my grandma was like, I don't know. That doesn't seem like new and fun and fresh. That kind of seems like old and dated Candace. Like, I don't really think I would do that. And I'm so glad that her advice was to um, go a different direction because that's what I did with creating Dogaholics. But this story is actually about my grandpa, continuing with my grandpa. So with grandpa Bob, he ended up being a huge part of that and helped me think about what I needed to write in my business plan and presenting to the bank and even co-signing on my loan. And I should actually even say my grandma Jan was also very involved in that too. But one of the interesting pieces of his story, as far as in my entrepreneurial life was around a fire hydrant. You see, I had wanted a bright red fire hydrant at my business, like right out front so that people knew that this was a pet business because I was in the shopping district. And in my mind, I thought, oh, if they see a fire hydrant, they'll think it's a pet business. 
not even thinking that, oh, it looks like a real fire hydrant, <laughs> but I wanted a fire hydrant put out front in the mulch area underneath my sign. But believe it or not, fire hydrants are actually really hard to come by. They're very hard to find because usually they're kept by the water departments for their parts to be used for, for replacement parts. So they're very hard to hunt down. I called all kinds of places. I had everybody on <laughs> the case to find one. Well, my grandfather was driving one day in central Illinois and he saw one on the back of like a junker truck and he followed that truck for at least two hours until it finally stopped. And then he got out and he negotiated with the guy to buy the fire hydrant from him. Well, he ended up taking the fire hydrant back to Chillicothe Metal Company and he had it blasted and sprayed bright red. And then he put it on a metal platform and then they delivered it to me up at my business in Chicago. And I cherished that fire hydrant. It actually eventually moved its way over to the doggy daycare on Southport. But that was just one of the amazing things that he did for me. And I could just picture him. I just saw, I know, I just know it. He was probably listening to his radio and driving around following this (laughs) fire truck and then negotiating with the guy. Oh my gosh. My grandpa's the best. Not only did he do that with the fire hydrant, but he also utilized the tools and resources that he had with the metalworking to cut out a bone-shaped sign for my business. He also actually came up and helped build the fence system that was behind my first pet boutique so that we could enclose in the entire back area to host doggy birthday parties and like allow for the dogs to be off leash and use that as an event space. And then he ended up with my second location, helping me hunt down on some bakery cases and retail displays and welding them in a way that landed them on top of some metal buckets that we filled with chewies. And he added light switches and lights and all kinds of fun stuff to it to turn something that was not a bakery case into a case that could work for us. And he did that with many of our displays. He loved really being creative and thinking in that mechanical drawing, mechanical engineering way. He even helped design our entire outdoor layout for the doggy daycare with our fence system and all the playpen areas, because at the time I needed to convert a space I was had a lease on from a retail space to a doggy daycare space. And I didn't have very much money to do so. So one of his ideas was that instead of paying for like expensive fencing at the time, that we would find chain link and figure out a way to make dog run kit systems from Menards kind of work in a way to our advantage to build the gate system and kind of pen system for the doggy daycare. And eventually, once I grew that business, I was able to replace all of that with proper wood fencing. But at the time, it's what we needed and it got us started. And without his, again, outside of the box thinking to come up with that idea and helping me map out how it would work, as well as thinking about how to make it secure so that the dogs were safe, I don't know that that project would have ever have moved forward. So not only was he a huge part in helping me get the business plan started in the pet industry and co-signing on that initial loan, he helped creatively in so many ways inside my pet businesses. And when I uh, talk to him about this episode, and I think back to about the things that I really learned from him and that he always drove home with me as an entrepreneur that I want to share with you, is that he always harped on tracking everything. Save whatever you can about conversations you've had or receipts you might need or 
paperwork in a sense that you might need because you never know when you'll have to reference it. Now, we might not save as much paper these days, but we need to be able to find the information easily and quickly and kind of have proof of it. And he's been in business a very, very long time. He's grown a big business. But I think why he was you know, really driving this home was that he was thinking any kind of employee performance conversations you need to have, any negotiations with your landlord or vendors and suppliers, you know, you wanted to be able to go back and reference data or dates and times of things that happened. And when you were dealing with your lenders, you know, you really had to be on top of your numbers and have access to the paperwork and resources that you need. So that I know doesn't come naturally to a lot of us entrepreneurs. And I know it didn't come naturally for him either. So when I think about his own challenges that he's had to face and maybe where he wishes that he even was a little more organized or or had documented that a conversation had happened, he didn't have that when it would have mattered. And so then he started to make sure that this was a priority and why I think he always made sure for me that I was prepared and ready should there be an important like legal decision and matter happening in my business. So I wanted to pass it on to you, take it for what it's worth. And if at anything, (laughs) you can think about how when we're faced with challenges, whether it is needing to find a fire hydrant coming up with some display ideas, thinking about a new move in your business, how could you look outside the box of what it is that you're faced with? And can you take something that's right in front of you, in essence, and make it work? Can you find the value in that thing and recreate it, turn it into something brand new so that it's beneficial for your needs and other people? I really love my grandpa, Bob Fennell. And I just cherish all the time that we get together. Thanks for your advice and wisdom and support all these years, Grandpa. The next family member that I want to introduce you to is my sister, Krista Holmes. She started a business called Why and Whale. Those of you who have children or like to buy gifts for children in your life might be familiar with this company. You can learn more at whyandwhale.com. And it originally started as a children's subscription box. Her company has evolved over time and they're actually almost 10 years old. The subscription box kind of grew organically because she wanted to find a way to share her favorite products that were high quality and sustainably made and like more imaginative play. She wanted to take all of these cool products and and bring them to more people. And she had already grown a very large following on Instagram. Her Instagram account had something like 30,000 followers organically because of the photography that she was taking and sharing of her own children and her own family. And, And this was before influencers were really a thing. She had already grown this. And she realized that there was an audience there who was like her. Uh, They were moms who cared about these same things, and they were looking for these unique handmade, high-quality products, mostly toys at the time. And so the company was born. And I remember being on the phone with her, helping encourage her, helping her get the motivation and kind of think about all the little nuances and to help her push through the fear of going live with this new idea, because it can be very scary to do that. And not only was she nervous to bring this idea to life, but she was also going to be having her second child. 
Since then, in the 10 years that she's grown her business, she now has had four children and she's had three cross-country moves. And I just really mainly wanted to, to use this opportunity to celebrate her and her successes because now being a new mom myself, I can't imagine, I can't even imagine running a company with four little kids in tow as well and all those moves. And so one, Krista, I know that you're listening to this. I am so proud of you. And I just wanted to also give you a virtual high five here. I know I, I celebrate this with you in person too, but to hit a 10-year milestone in, in any small business is a huge feat. And also to be female-owned, there's even less and less of uh, the female entrepreneurs out there at that 10-year mark. So congratulations, Krista. I'm really, really proud of you. And I love how she's really tried innovative things in her marketing, which we'll talk about a couple of those. And I love how she continues to shift and change the company as her customers' needs change and as she learns her customers' needs even more and as she sees new opportunities to explore. So Krista, I know that you have some really cool things that you're thinking about for the future. I can't wait to see you bring those to life. She has so many cool products for children on her website at whyandwhale.com. And she even offers a subscription box still. One is a wooden toy collection and one is a dollhouse box collection. So the people who are part of that subscription can receive a monthly surprise every single month, you know, to grow their collection of those two brands. And when I say that she's just so great at marketing, it's really because she doesn't take herself too seriously. She's very relatable. And she actually shares a lot of real life moments that are happening with her and her family through her social media platform. I suggest that you follow her because you'll kind of see what I mean. And she just shares so much behind the scenes. And it has really rallied her customer base to engage with her, to shop with her, and to truly feel more connected to her and her family. Now, I want you to consider doing that same thing because I know how hard it is to know what to talk about on your social media. I understand that. But I think when we can kind of really go take a peek behind the curtain of what is happening in your own businesses, not just in your in your businesses, but also with your own pets and the family members in your life, or maybe even what you're doing in your local community. It's just more of your story that you could be sharing with your customers and it'll help them connect to you. So um, follow her and you'll kind of see what I mean. She doesn't try to be perfect. She's very relatable and it resonates with her audience. And I know that similar type of content could resonate with your audience as well. She also has a private exclusive Facebook group called Why and Whale Scouts, and it is her VIP group where they show sneak peeks, they do polls on products, they, she offers discount perks, and she does live sales. She also allows reselling of the merchandise of brands that she has carried. She even has a whole resale site that's connected to her website. This allows for the toys to be resold and to extend the life of it, also allowing her customers to put a little bit of cash back in their family's pocket. So I think this is kind of an interesting idea. You know, we've talked a lot at Pet Boss Nation about having Facebook groups for your businesses, and she's done it really well. She has a very engaged group. She's 
you know, called the community scouts because they're always scouting, not just at wine well, but relying on her VIPs to help scout for the best products so that they can keep bringing new cool things to kids. And she even developed a point system for them and how they can earn points and then reuse them on her website for more shopping. Now, when I asked her if she had a business tip to share with you, she just want, really wanted to, I think, express that even though companies can grow and be very successful, that it doesn't come without its hardships and its challenges, right? Many tears, many sleepless nights from packing up orders or unhappy customers, like some shipping nightmares sometimes, right? Like those hard times come with the good. But what she's been able to do and what you could think about too is how your business can really fit into the life that you have or that you need. Because with four kids, she had to kind of build a company and, and provide a work for herself that she could do in between all the moments, right? If, that only took maybe a few hours a day while her kids were napping or at school. So uh, I think her advice really is just hang in there. Times aren't always <laughs> always perfect. They certainly aren't. And that your businesses should really support the lifestyle and the time commitment that you have available. So to my sister, Krista, I just have so much respect for you and am amazed at the company that you've built and that you continue to grow with everything that you have going on. I know it isn't easy, but I know that so much more is coming your way and I just can't wait to see what happens. Excited to be on your journey with you. And last on my list of stories to share of family members who've made an impact in my life and who I wanted to celebrate with the podcast episode is my dad, Otto Daniolo. Now you heard me already say at the beginning that he is a multi-platinum award-winning engineer and producer and an Emmy award-winning songwriter. His credits range from beginners to superstars like C.C. Peniston, Nils Lofgren, Dick Wagner, Joni Sledge, Kenny Rogers, Glenn Campbell, Sam Moore, Billy Preston, Sister Sledge, Jordan Sparks, DMX, Brian McKnight, and so many more, even Alice Cooper. And here's a fun fact for you. The intro to this podcast show was recorded at my dad's studio. So when we were launching this podcast a couple of years ago, I just happened to also be in Phoenix visiting for the holidays. And I thought, I think this would be perfect if I could record my intro inside your professional sound studio, Dad. And so it was a lot of fun. I put the headphones on and went into the little sound booth. And then he cued me along the way as I read the script and he synced it to our music. It was a lot of fun to work on that project together. And he has a podcast as well. It's called The Auto D Show. You can catch it live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. That's where he interviews entertainment industry creatives from musicians and songwriters to actors, directors, authors, and more. You can check that out. We'll link to everything in our show notes. So having a dad in that industry was really exciting and a lot of fun. He likes to tell the story, though, of me not thinking that he knew anyone famous because he didn't know New Kids on the Block. <laughs> I was an NKOTB fan, probably one of their biggest. At least I thought I was their number one fan, right? <laughs> anyway, I never got to meet New Kids on the Block, but I did get to have Cece Peniston send me a video wishing me happy birthday. 
that was pretty cool. And I've met some famous people too that he's worked with along the way. But that's not so much about why I'm proud of him. I am proud of him and why I'm sharing his story with you is because he has fully committed to that entrepreneur life. From the beginning, he has put himself out there to do what he loves, to bring his skill of being a singer and songwriter and musician and helping others and seeing the abilities in others and and pulling out their strengths and making it all sound amazing. He has a true gift and not only lifting himself up, but lifting others up with him. He's highly creative and talented. And his feature project right now is the recordingartist.com. The recording artist is a TV show that's created live online with your participation. You get to follow my dad along with these bands as they create brand new records and race against a two hour countdown clock to do so. Then they turn it all into a TV show about that process. And it's currently available for viewing on Amazon Prime, Roku TV, and at the website, therecordingartist.com. You know, I asked him to share a piece of advice with you as well. And he said, relationships are everything in business. And he capitalized everything. He wants you to follow your passion, but know that your passion is not your purpose. Follow your passion to find the people that are your purpose. And I was like, dang, dad, that is deep. (laughs) That is real deep. So often we do hear that your passion is your purpose. And I know that so many of you get into this industry because you're passionate about the animal's quality of care. But tying it into what he has to say here about relationships being everything in business, it's that Your passion gets you into the industry, but it's your relationships with the people, the relationships with your team, your vendors, your customers, that ends up actually being your purpose and who you're there and kind of how you're helping serve. It's just really kind of interesting. I might just need to type that one up and write it down for myself. Follow your passion to find the people that are your purpose. I love that, dad. He's probably listening to this episode right now as well. So I just want to give him an extra shout out to say it was great to see you recently when you visited Carmine and us here in Galesburg, Illinois. And it was just so fun to see you with him. And I hope that Carmine has your charisma and talent and creativity one day. I mean, I really would have loved to have had each one of those people on their own podcast episode. And maybe I'll do that if you're interested in hearing from them. But I can tell you that even though I didn't go into each of the details of their business stories and journeys, I can tell you that they have had to innovate and that they've been on that roller coaster of entrepreneurships, sometimes making big money and sometimes having to face the challenges of making the wrong decision. I've been there too. And I will tell you though, that they continue to believe in themselves. They believe in their products and the services that they've created, and they believe that their customers deserve something unique and have a high quality experience. And your customers deserve the same thing. I also know that they value having strong relationships with other entrepreneurs in their life and having people 
in their corner, in their families, in their friend circles who cheer them on and lift them up and can offer support. And so they are some of my biggest support system. And I just wanted to celebrate them today on this podcast because I'm so thankful for them in my life and they've made a huge impact to me and to my success. I see them moving forward, which gives me confidence. And we've been able to have so many conversations along decades with each other to help lift each other up when we need it. So to you listening to this podcast, I want you to take a moment to just think about who is in your life Who's your ride or die person that you know you can always count on for support? I don't need you to have a lot of people. I just need you to have that one person. And why don't you reach out to them today and to say, just say, thank you for your support. I thank you for your support too of this podcast. So like I said, go ahead and hit subscribe or leave us a review. And I will link to everything that we talked about today in the show notes at petboss.com forward slash episode 102. So I love you, Grandpa Bob. I love you, Sister Krista. I love you, Dad. And I love you too. That's right. I will see you on the next episode of the Boss Your Business podcast. I have over two decades worth of experience as a small business owner, and I've helped thousands of pet professionals see success with the strategies and tips that we share. But I bet 100% that you have a question for me. You have a burning business question that you just wish I would record a podcast episode about. Well, now is your chance. We have a website that you can visit where you can submit a question for me that I might record an episode all about. So if you have that burning business question, don't hide it any longer. Share it with me by visiting askpetboss.com. That's askpetboss.com. And tell me your question and it just may turn into a future podcast episode.